Customer stocking employees. I have a customer here saying that the last time they ordered, their food was messed up and that they were promised a credit. What do I do? There was no credit in the system, but what they claimed they got and what they asked for correlated with prior order history. Just comp it. The customer is asking for free subs too because those were wrong too. I told him I couldn't do that. I took down his name and number for a manager to contact him. That's good. I'll call him tomorrow. Today's my day off and I'm not wanting to call customers from my personal cell at home to argue over a credit. The customer was angry and asked for the shift lead's name, which was stupidly provided, first and last name, the customer proceeded to Google him and look on his Facebook profile. You go to the local high school? Ha! <laughs> As if to intimidate him. I'm going to leave a scathing review online for corporate if I don't get to speak to the manager now. The manager is off today, but will call you tomorrow. I don't care if she's not working. She can turn off her cartoons for a minute and call me. I've never heard of a customer going this far. I've been used to having people try to get your first and last name and intimidate you into giving free food, threatening to call corporate or come up there in person. People are so used to getting their own way that they bully and scare people when they are denied. But stalking a 16-year-old on social media? I'll probably ban this customer just like I've done before when they've become belligerent over my refusing to issue a refund instead of a credit as a store policy. Especially when it's from mistakes that they made by putting in incorrect information online. People. The strangest interaction I ever had with a customer. In my time on third shift in the restaurant I used to work at, I had several strange people, but this interaction takes the cake. It's about 5 a.m. and a man who appears to be a construction worker of some kind sits at the counter. I'm the only employee. Hi, what can I get for you? A coffee. Okay. Did you want anything to eat as well? Sure. A double cheese. All right. What would you like on it? Some onions and the yellow stuff. Mustard? No, the yellow stuff. Sir, if you don't mean mustard, I don't know what you mean. He thinks about it for a second. The peppers. Oh, jalapenos. Gotcha. Do you want fries? No thanks. I make him his burger and give it to him. Do you know where pickles come from? Oh, did you want pickles? No. But do you know where they come from? Um, trees? No, female deer. He eats his burger and drinks his coffee, then immediately gets up and heads toward the door. Excuse me, sir, you still need to pay. I don't have any money. What? Why would you come into a restaurant and order without money? I didn't know I had to. I'll let it slide this time, but next time I'm not serving you if you don't have money. He came in about a week later and asked for a coffee. Normally I didn't mind giving away free coffee but he had pissed me off that previous time, so I asked him first if he had money and he said no, so I told him I wasn't serving him. He got mad and left and I never saw him again. Entitled lady doesn't understand a line of 60 plus people means we will be slow. I hate people. My pharmacy recently hired a new pharmacy manager. We will call her Jane. 
Today was Jane's official first day in our pharmacy as the manager and a pharmacist. I am our most senior technician, so I know how much work the staff can handle in a day. We have been avoiding doing walk-in vaccines since the Moderna booster got approved because we have our hands more than full with just our appointments. Jane decided we would allow walk-ins, but we would push them back until 3 o'clock. For the record, we have appointments scheduled until 8 o'clock. You can see how this is not a good idea, right? Since it was her first day, I figured I wouldn't voice my opinion, but let Jane figure out her mistake for herself so we didn't get off on the wrong foot. Okay so 3 o'clock rolled around and we had about 60 walk-ins all come in at the same time. Nobody was backing out, so we had a line of 60 people waiting when Karen cut all of them and walked up to me. I was busy scanning in consent forms. Hi, my name is Karen and I'm here for my prescription. Okay, I will be with you in just a minute. I finished scanning the consent form and looked for her in the computer. It looks like we got this in less than 5 minutes ago. We are giving a wait time of 30 to 45 minutes right now, but I will move you to the top of our list and give you a call as soon as it is done. Why is it going to take that long? What on earth would make it take that long to fill my medication? I pointed at the growing line of 60-plus people. We have vaccines to give and there are currently only four people back here working. I'm sorry the wait time is so long, but I promise we will have it done as soon as we safely can do so. I want to speak with the manager. The manager is the only one that could give vaccines at the moment, so it will be a minute. Ugh. I'm going to call corporate on you. She left. I filled the prescription in about 15 minutes. Three hours later, I was off, but my coworker texted me saying she transferred the prescription away. Oh yeah, and the medication was an acne cream. Good riddance crazy lady. No. I'm not going to wake a guest for your stupidity. This guest, let's call her Karen, was checked into a room and she did not like the room. Said the carpet was sticky. So my coworker moves Karen to another room. Mind you I haven't come on shift yet, this was around 7pm, I get on at 11pm. I'm now on shift. My coworker informs me the room, let's call it 999 was checked for the sticky carpet, but housekeeping and management didn't find anything wrong. They made sure the room was put back to vacant ready, but they also put it as out of order just in case. The room could be used if needed and I could reduce the room rate. It's about 12.30 a.m. when a couple comes in, super nice, and not from the area. We'd like a room please. I'm so sorry, we're sold out. I can offer you a room at a reduced rate, but, the carpet may have some stains from a previous guest. We'll take it. We can't drive anymore today. I proceed to take the room back from the out of order. And check them in. After that the night is quiet and I'm enjoying the night with some anime on my iPad after completing all of the tasks and restocking the marketplace. Until 6.50, 10 minutes before the end of my shift. I get a call from Karen. I can't find my keys. I must have left them in the first room. Ma'am, unfortunately that room has already been cleaned and sold to someone. Your keys would be in the housekeeping department if they were found. Housekeeping doesn't come until 9 a.m. You need to go to the office to look for them. I'm sorry but I can't because I'm the only one on the property currently. 
What a terribly run hotel this must be if only one person is here. My property is only 288 rooms not a big fancy five-star resort. We have security but they had already gone home at 6 a.m. She's giving me that entitled vibe pressuring me to leave the front desk to go find her keys. I cannot leave the front desk until my co-worker arrives. Her husband has now come down and is on the phone with corporate saying I won't cooperate with them. And not three minutes later corporate calls asking why I'm not helping the guest out. And of course corporate only hearing the one side is giving me grief. So I tell the woman from corporate what's going on and she then hangs up on me. Leading me to believe either corporate had better things to do or this wasn't corporate at all. Likely it was a family member pretending to be corporate so I would be scared. You can't scare someone who is following protocol and has awesome bosses. My coworker, Joe, comes in and she darts for him, saying in her Karen voice. Oh look another employee. Hey. Come over here. This woman is not helping me look for my keys. Joe, who just got on has that, oh man I just clocked and look, and I feel for him, he's a supervisor and I'm the manager on duty. So technically I still have the higher authority. Joe, please mind the front desk while I go to housekeeping to look in the lost and found for her keys. Of course her keys aren't there. Ma'am, your keys are not in housekeeping or in lost and found. Call the room, 999, to see if we can go up there to look for the keys. No, I won't take the chance of waking the guests with a call this early. I'll call the room then. And I snap. I am six foot she was five feet two inches and her husband perhaps five feet eight inches so I am still commanding the high ground. Ma'am if you call that room at all, you will be removed from the property. I will not hesitate to evict you and call the police if you do not comply. You will wait until that guest checks out and we will inspect the room after they have and we will see if your keys are there. She and her husband have nothing left to stand on after that. I later call the general manager and inform him of the situation and he agrees that we're not bothering another guest because of someone else's stupidity. Later, I find out that the keys were not in the room 999. My supervisor asked the couple in room 999 if their phone rang any time in the morning and it did not. Now I'm hoping Karen comes down so I can ask if they found their keys. But I never see them and they're due to check out today. I made sure to put in the notes no late checkout and to charge the max late checkout fee if they are late. Robber mistakes me as another customer, offers to cut me in. I'm a convenience store cashier and besides the occasional robbery nothing really happens here. We've had a handful of super dramatic get-on-the-ground robberies, but most are just regular shoplifters. I like to make small talk with the people in the store to pass the time. Sometimes people have great stories, sometimes we end up knowing someone in common, sometimes it's just nice to make a person smile. The other day I was out from behind the register stocking shelves. I was the only person in the store because weekday afternoons are usually slow and because basically everyone's quit. It's getting cold here and the building still hasn't turned the heat on, so I had a hoodie over my uniform. I guess I just looked like a guy browsing the aisles. I would greet customers when they came in to identify myself. Maybe two came in the entire start of my shift. Just as things were wrapping up and I'd had a long dead streak, a guy about my age came in and seemed in a great mood. 
He also had a big hoodie, but it's cold out, so I didn't think anything of it at all. Let me know if you need anything. He came and stood by me, kind of, giggling. Weird, but, I've seen weirder. Whatever. Can I help you? Hey. Hi. And he starts talking to me about the logo of the local sports team on my hoodie. We go back and forth for a bit. My side of the conversation was normal, his side was really overstated. In hindsight it's because he was nervous, but I was kind of checked out and didn't really care at the time. I keep stocking the shelves, not thinking at all about the odd nature of what he's saying and instead thinking in the back of my mind, is he gonna buy something or what? From there we actually got to talking about how we got into the game and had a really heartfelt conversation about going with our fathers and sitting in the cheap seats and did actually sort of bond a little. Finally we run out of sports commentary to make at one another though, so there was a wave of silence for a few minutes. I like you a lot, you know that? I'm flattered and thanks but no thanks. I mean I like you so I'm willing to cut you in on what I'm planning. And what is that? Ain't nobody in here. I've got my truck outside. I'm gonna load it up with beer and chips. You seem like a good dude, so I'm tipping you off in case you want anything. Ain't no one here, it's easy money bro. I couldn't believe it. He was trying to rob the store and he was telling me about it. I quickly realized his overly excited socially inappropriate behavior must have been drugs. My experience with drug users is that their moods can change from perky to violent really quickly. Rather than confront him, I just went with my gut and decided to play along. I knew I needed an excuse to get back behind the register. Good idea. Forget the beer though man, I'm going for the real easy money. I hopped over behind the counter, where I promptly, but discreetly, pressed the button that locks the doors from the inside followed shortly by our brand new panic button. First time I'd ever used it, hoping there wouldn't be a time, but at least I wasn't genuinely panicking yet. At this point he's loaded both shoulders up with six packs and headed for the door to make the first of what I'm sure he anticipated would be several trips. He pushed against the door with his hip and, of course, it didn't budge. And he pushed pretty hard anticipating it would swing easily, so I felt kind of bad seeing him wince. He nearly dropped the beer. The door's jammed can you give it a try? Maybe you've got to pull it? He started freaking out and was running around the store. He was trying the back door but it locked as well. He was trying to climb up and reach the one tiny window we've got but not only was it too high but it doesn't really fit a person. I kept playing dumb. Eventually the cops came. Took a while and the guy had resorted to hiding in the stockroom by the time they made it over. Not before first wrecking a couple aisles in his frenzy. But at least I was able to lock him in the stockroom once he went inside. They came in to arrest the guy and, he starts trying to blame the whole thing on me. Saying I set him up, saying I made him do it. It genuinely confused the police for a bit. So, I don't work as a robber. I do work at the gas station though how much longer will depend on how many more robberies I live down. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the stories in this episode. Share your favorite story with your friends.